Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Inflow Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Ani B. This is Nadine. And today we are diving into a really strong topic, okay? This is something that I think we all need to talk about and we all need to hear. And perhaps it's not, you know, the lightest conversation. But um, if we're really trying to get to the best versions of ourselves, we have to talk about the ugly stuff too. So we are going to be talking about releasing trauma and battling anxiety Mm. because hot girls get anxiety too. Yep. All the time. (laughs) And when you least expect it. So we are going to make sure that you guys are equipped with all the tools that you need to elevate yourselves, to be there for yourselves and really get to the root of any problem you may have. Yeah. So things come up when you don't expect them. I mean, I can't imagine that any trauma that you've ever gone through has been planned or expected. So um, learning to be okay with things that happen on the fly and they're unexpected and they are, you know, sudden. It's really important to have, like you said, a good tool set so that when things come up, you know exactly how to handle them Mm -hmm. because you're never going to be ready for things to happen. So, And also just to touch base on that, we are not saying that we are the people to go to when you're experiencing some real deal issue trauma. We definitely recommend you seeing a therapist. We definitely recommend you seeing somebody who is going to, you know, help you be able to really navigate what you're feeling and what you may be going through. We're not Mm -hmm. licensed to do that. But what we are here to do is that when you're alone and these things do come up, we are going to just show you a couple ways how we are able to Mm -hmm. experience the trauma that we've been through, you know, and it's not easy. And the topic in itself is not easy and handling trauma is not easy, Mm -hmm. but talking about them more makes them easier to deal with. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we're just going to dive into it. Um, And look, Nadine and I don't have it all figured out, okay? We are here to give you some big sister advice and to kind of give you some insight on what we're doing in our own lives. Mm -hmm. But like you said, we're not licensed therapists. We're not psychiatrists. We're literally just two women who have been through a lot of shit and who are continuously, you know, striving to be better every single day, despite what life is throwing at us. So, you know, what we can do is tell you what we're doing and be here for you when you need someone. And yeah, so that's the whole point of this episode. So we're going to get into it and just touch base on what it feels like to handle trauma. I've definitely had my fair share of that. And I know you have too. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, the way that I handle it and I've always handled it um, when I wasn't equipped with the tools that I have now is I... I'm definitely a suppressor. When I was younger and even when I was in high school and all of that, my coping mechanism was to suppress really deep so that I would not remember anything. Um, I went through some really, really difficult childhood trauma. Um, I didn't remember a lot of it for a long time because I was a kid when these things were happening to me and I, you know, my brain was still developing, yes, but also I think that I just kind of like pushed it so far deep into my my subconscious that it was unaccessible for a long time. Um, Yeah. And I learned that by creating a healthy mind and doing things to make myself healthy and ready to handle them, the more that they start to come up, which is actually a good sign to me. Like if you have suppressed trauma and you're starting to get to a point where, you know, you're remembering stuff and though it's unpleasant and it's not favorable, it's a good sign that you are starting to get to a healthy state where mm. your where your mind and your body feels like you're ready to handle it. So I like that a lot. Yeah. What yeah. would you say your 
trauma coping thing has always been? Yeah. Um, for me, the way that I feel like I um, coped with trauma is like doing the most, mm-hmm. um, doing the absolute most. So I never have to feel like that again. You know, ensuring that everything is taken care of, making sure that, you know, I don't skip a beat. I'm walking on eggshells 24 seven. So that Mm -hmm. way I never put myself in a predicament. Things are always and you you take so much away from your presence and your life and things that you deserve because Mm -hmm. you're so worried about being able to get into that state again or having that traumatic experience happen to you Mm -hmm. again. Um, So anxiety. Yeah. I, I so you cope with anxiety. I do. I do cope with a lot of anxiety. And it's funny because that's the opposite of what you want Yeah, at all times. It happens, you know, especially we're, we're young still. And even then we were even younger. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of you women are, are in your earlier stages of life too. Just when you don't have the tools and you're not taught how to handle things like how do you expect to know how to do it properly right exactly i mean sometimes nobody our, tells you or sometimes our parents you know haven't even dealt with their own trauma that they're exactly definitely desperately needing to work on and mm-hmm. so when that kind of gets passed on to you you're kind of looking at what they have shown you on how they deal with things and most of the times yep. our parents are you know alcoholics or, or drug addicts or you know um deal with trauma very badly or bullies themselves it just really depends so it's detaching yourself from what you've always known and really Mm -hmm. implementing new ways to just kind of release it because you deserve that um and to touch on that i definitely i mean i don't know what you guys go through or what your parents are like but i don't think that it's that normal for parents to be drug addicts and alcoholics but it i've seen it a lot like my own parents struggled with that and your parents did well one of your parents did Mm -hmm. and i know that there are people that do but um even if your parents aren't at that extreme state, even just having really negative parents or parents that, you know, don't see life in the same way as you and maybe, um, you know, put you down or, or push you for something in your life that you don't want for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like those things can be really difficult and can cause lots of trauma and, and, uh, you know, distrust in yourself. So it's really important that you are aware that the way that your parents handled their issues is definitely brought down to how you handle your issues. And when I look at it, my mom loves to suppress. She's the queen of it. And mm-hmm. so there we go. That's what I did, you mm-hmm. know? And I bet that what your one of your parents did has some sort of a relation to how you handled it's exactly it too. exactly how it is. I mean, my dad, I mean, my dad was an alcoholic for a really long time. And unfortunately, he did pass away from alcoholism. And so mm-hmm. um, I don't mind touching about my trauma specifically on this, but a lot of my trauma stems from not being able to save him. Mm-hmm. And so constantly being in that state where I'm worried about whether he's going to be okay or not okay. So ensuring that everything around me is taken care of. And so he's taken care of at a really young age, put a lot of pressure on like a young girl. And that puts a lot of pressure on a lot of children with with parents who are going through things. And, you know, mm-hmm. you become the parent of your parent. And that's not yeah. necessarily the the thing you signed up for when you decided to come here, mm-hmm. you know, um, or maybe you did. I don't know. I'm still learning about how I feel that we came here. I personally think that we agreed on who our parents were before prior to us coming into this life, but that could be different for you. Um, I noticed that after my dad had passed away, I was coming up with a lot of, you know, doing the most, doing extra, making sure that things are are extra perfect, not wanting to lose anybody else because it was very traumatic to lose a parent at mm-hmm. a young age. Um, so with that being said, 
we are going to talk about how to really tap in to your trauma and to potentially release this. Although trauma is something that you're going to deal with probably your whole life. You know, you probably haven't experienced all the trauma you're going to experience, but knowing how to regulate your nervous system and really how to take care of you is important. So we can get to a point when things happen in our lives, we're not Superman, we're not bulletproof, but at least we're capable of bringing them down in bite-sized pieces and releasing them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we're learning how to do this every day. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're not fully there yet. Okay. We're human beings and we definitely haven't cracked the code, but what we're doing every day is really helping a lot. Um, So yeah, I feel like for me, the biggest thing that has been helping me get through some of my traumas is to feel them when they arise. Mm. That is something that is really helping me. I used to, you know, cause they, they come up when you least expect it. You might be at work in the middle of a project at the gym and then boom, you just have a memory or something triggers you and it brings something up. And naturally you just want to be like, no, 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 I don't want to deal with this. And you shove it back into where it came from. But what you're supposed to do is go through that emotion that arises. And even if it's really painful, try to find the courage inside of you and the strength inside of you to handle that. Because when you process it, you realize that that pain only lasts a small amount of time, right? You can feel it for 90 seconds and release it versus shoving it back away and it's still lingering on for five more years until you finally give yourself the the permission to handle it and feel it and and release it, you know? Everything, every emotion is stagnant energy. And, you know, if you hold stagnant energy in your body and it comes up when you're moving, when you're doing exercise or when you're doing yoga, it needs to be released. And by it coming up to the surface, it is telling you, hey, I'm here, release me. Yeah. Your body is saying to you, I don't need this anymore. Release it. Mm -hmm. So listen to that. Definitely. Definitely. I feel like when trauma comes up, I can almost feel it sitting in my body. I could Mm -hmm. feel it in very specific points and chakras in my body. I can feel when things are in alignment with other things. I can feel that it needs to be shaken up with. It needs to be brought attention to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll even put on a song that I know that is really deeply connected to a a part of me that will just allow me to to cry and to sit there and lay on the floor and feel and do some catharsis work. You know, if that's like yelling in your pillow, punching your pillow Mm -hmm. or um, anything that you might have to do to just get the emotion to first arise. Because mm-hmm. I think the problem is, is that so many of us are literally deciding that it's best if we just don't talk about it. We don't touch on it. I'm good. I'm ready to go. This happened to me years ago. It probably has no effect in my life right now. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest lie you're telling yourself because yeah. it will manifest for you. Mm-hmm. It will manifest for you in so many different ways. Yeah. And you just, you can't let that happen and it will pass out pass on to, you know, your kids one day and things like that. So you really want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you're living to your fullest potential. Yeah. I, so an example for me is, um, okay. To a couple of examples. The first one is that when I was younger and my grandma passed away, which was a really hard thing for me to go through. Cause I lived with my grandma for a good amount of my life. She was like my mother figure for a long time. Um, when she passed away, that was really hard for me, but I was not ready to handle it. Mm. So when it happened, I suppressed it. 
for a long time and I kind of just didn't allow myself to feel anything. I numbed myself with drugs and alcohol and stuff at that time and I just totally tried to avoid it. But things that you avoid don't magically go away. Mm-hmm. They just get they just get stunk in deeper and deeper and get bigger and bigger and they just grow and they become more painful than if you had just processed it. So that was something that was really hard for me to go through. The next year after when I lost my father to alcoholism, the mm-hmm. same way that you lost yours, I was in a much better place to process and I actually let myself feel everything. Mm-hmm. And that was probably like, The month that he passed away was one of the hardest months of my life because I processed every single day. I had a breakdown every single day, sometimes multiple times a day when I'm driving or when I was at work and had to just lock myself in the bathroom for a little bit to just like, you know, ball my eyes out. Things were really hard and I definitely struggled with the thought of what if, like at the time that my dad passed, we did not have a good relationship. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the last thing I told him was that I hated him. Mm. And so, you know, that stuck with me. And that was really hard because I always felt in the back of my mind that he was going to be at my wedding regardless. Like I knew that, you know, I'm t- I, at the time I was 20 and I was like, okay, well, you know, by the time I'm getting married, like, we'll figure it out. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's kind of just in the, in the, the weeds yeah. a little bit, um, you know, but he'll figure it, figure it out and I'll figure it out, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, it was a really difficult thing to go through, but now I can talk about it much easier because I actually let myself feel those emotions. And I've, even to this day, there's random days where it will hit me and I, I don't feel okay. But the key is just to let yourself not feel okay mm-hmm. when it comes up. Exactly. And Eve, I really love how you, although you weren't ready for it, you didn't build resistance to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But I think yeah, the I most didn't. important thing is to not build resistance to mm-hmm. how you are in the moment. Because if it's not something that you can deal with right now, be okay with that. Be okay with where you're at. Be Because o- then you're causing anxiety for not dealing with it. And mm-hmm. you're doubling down on something and you can't shove these really big things down your throat. Mm-hmm. Know that it's more important for you to regulate yourself and find ways that you that will relax you, that will calm your nervous system, that will make you feel okay. So that way, when you are getting to a point when you are dealing with these big things that you actually can deal with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing for me that I felt like I struggled with a little bit was kind of accepting with where I was at you know, and, and feeling like I needed to do more in order to just finally break through, but accepting where, where you're at and, and fully acknowledging that you need just a little bit more time is very honorable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just being present with yourself and, and being aware enough to know what it is that you need and what it is that you can and can't do that day, just showing up for yourself daily. Um, and I think the thing that keeps trauma lingering the longest is being in that constant survival fight or flight mode that most of us are in all the time when it comes to working and just, you know, doing your daily things. Um, But yeah, that is the, it's the robber of presence and Mm -hmm. presence is the robber of healing. And so you need to find presence in your life. And if you have been through some things in your life and you know that you haven't really thought about them much and you haven't really dealt with them, but you feel like a very heavy person, 
very heavy, like you're, you know, you wake up and naturally you're just already annoyed and pissed off at the world. And that just builds for years and years and years. Please, please, for your sake and for the world's sake, give yourself some time every week to sit and heal. And there's so many ways you can do that. There's so many ways, whether that's writing poetry, painting, doing yoga, doing meditation, literally just going on a walk or a hike by yourself, just doing things that make you tap in with you, Mm -hmm. okay? Because when you do that and you start to break those walls down that you've built around your heart and around your, your, your soul sometimes, you will find that there is a person in there still that wants to love the world, that wants to have fresh eyes and see everything through beautiful lenses, but is hurting and is in pain is and is being neglected by you, mm-hmm. you know? And we can't neglect ourselves or we will never heal. And we will just continue to pass that along generation and generation. And it's just going to be this endless cycle. I want the cycle to end with me. <laughs> yeah, we're cutting it. We're- chopping it yeah it's over cutting the cord your your inner child deserves to be looked at like mm-hmm. sometimes i look at little nadine you know and little ani you know and really look at her and and look at your inner child and say you know this young girl she she didn't deserve that or yeah. young boy she didn't he didn't deserve that um and that's okay and i'm an adult now and i'm safe mm-hmm. and i can process this before she wasn't able to or he wasn't able to. But yeah. now I'm in a place where I can deal with that and I can make the world a better place because of this. I genuinely feel like any time I've ever met anybody who's been through some severe trauma, mm-hmm. they are just automatically the most beautiful people I've ever met in my entire life. They have gone through stuff. They've healed from it. And they're constantly healing from it. But because of that, they are just automatically just like this ball of light that just wants everybody to shine super bright because they know what it feels like to be dimmed. And Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. You know, not amazing that you went through something, but amazing that you can transmute. You're an alchemist of your life. You took silver and you turned it into gold. And now you're sharing that gold with everyone else. That that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you for handling trauma, healing yourselves and then sharing the best parts of you for the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely. That really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, man, it's such, it's such a beautiful thing to change your perspective. It's such a beautiful thing too, because the things that have happened to me, I could have let it ruin my whole life. Mm-hmm. It could have like, it could have totally made me a different person. But my perspective on things is so strong. Like I I could never let something that I've gone through make me stuck or make me a bad person or make me want to spread hate with the world because everything that you've gone through, even if you don't understand it, it was an important building block to your purpose in this lifetime, yeah. okay? Every single thing, even down to the ugliest stuff that you've seen and that you've been through. And they might not make sense right now, but I promise you, if you keep following your heart and you go through the world with love and light and you make it to that place that you're meant to be, you will look back from that top of the mountain and you will understand everything. Okay. And I've reached a couple mountain peaks myself so far in life. I'm still continuously going to climb and I have so much more to see and to venture for. But so far, I've gotten to points where I can look back on the things that I've gone through and I can say, wow. I get it. Mm 
Mm -hmm. because that made me like this and it taught me this lesson which made me do this for this person and and it goes on and on and on and on Mm -hmm. and you know if it wasn't for the things that I've been through in my life I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have right now to share with you guys Mm -hmm. to give you what you need to get through your things right and I that's what we're here for that's what we do this for the world a better place like yes and to share what we've learned and to continue to share as we continue to learn and you know, it's a never ending cycle of learning and evolving. And it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to me, um, to take something that is not so beautiful and see the beauty in it regardless. Yeah. I remember I used to think I used to, even as a young kid, I feel like I used to thank my dad for, for being exactly the way that he is. Not because, I mean, genuinely alcoholism is disease. Like you're, you're Mm -hmm. sick, you know? And it's a psychological one and it takes a toll on you and everybody else around you. It really does. Mm -hmm. So I used to thank him to myself, obviously, and just be so grateful that he was exactly the way that he was. Because if I hadn't gone through the things that I, that I went through with him and if I wasn't there by his side and I didn't go through the things that I did, I don't know if I would have been the person that I am today. I don't know that if I would be this kind-hearted. I don't know if I, you know, would reach my goals and and think so big about people and, and want to give half of what I own all the time. I always want to give more. And I think that's such a beauty, beautiful side to experiencing trauma. I really do agree with that. Yeah. Before we start diving in further into, you know, the the positive side of things and how we can start taking action today and, you know, getting better. I do want to touch slightly on something that was requested from us. uh, And I feel like entering it a little bit into this episode is the perfect way rather than making a full episode on it. We did get a official request in the link that we have in our bio to go over sexual trauma. And I know that this is a huge conversation for a lot of women and this is different for everyone anyone who's ever experienced sexual trauma it can look like very different things from person to person Mm -hmm. um i struggled with that for a lot of my childhood i've been through a lot of things and i you know won't go into specifics but i um was abused for a lot of my childhood by somebody very close to me it was something that I didn't remember for a lot of my life until I got older and stronger and started to remember and, you know, started to find out things. And, you know, it was really, I still struggle with it. And you can probably hear in my voice, it makes me a little shaky to talk about the fact that I am like a sexual trauma survivor too. And I don't ever talk about it ever. So this is already like really hard for me to do that. But it must be said because the fact that somebody requested a video on it is so important to me because I dealt with this by myself my whole life. When I started to remember the things that had happened to me, I was in high school and I was not in a great place and didn't have many people around um, and didn't have a support system. So I processed all of this on my own, which actually, now that I look back, I'm so grateful for because I learned the vital lesson of processing things on your own and not relying on people and being able to like regulate inward, you know, but I want to be there for anybody who's struggled with this because like I said, it can look different for everyone. Like I, I know people in my life who have just struggled with a bad hookup or, you know, a bad relationship Mm -hmm. and those can cause some serious, 
trauma wounds. And so I think it's an important conversation to have. Women need to be there for each other and support each other and know that we are not going through this alone because we're going through things. Everyone else is going through things. Sometimes we just don't feel like we can talk about it and we can talk about it. We need to talk about it. And so we are creating a safe space to have conversations like that. Okay. And I don't want any of us to feel like, you know, shy or uncomfortable about it because if we continue to build that agreement that this is not a, like we can't have this conversation we're going to continue to struggle in silence and i just i don't want that for yeah, anyone we won't have it so yeah i just want to touch on that and and just know to whoever it was that requested this and to anyone else who's listening that can relate to this topic everything that we're about to share with you right now will very much strongly and seriously make a big difference in your life, okay? I want you to know that you will get through it and that you are very strong and that you are exactly where you need to be right now in this moment listening to this episode because it's going to change your life. Yeah, totally. Like we touched on earlier, processing things when they arise is such an important thing to do. That's how I handle most of my things, um, and that is how I will continue to handle things as they come up for me as well. Um, what is your favorite way to process things? Because everyone has their own favorite thing to do, you know? Um, my favorite way to process things is by journaling out all of my feelings. I feel like that's the only way that I am kind of communicating to myself without any barriers and Mm -hmm. my mind sometimes will go faster than my pen but that way I'm just kind of splurging everything out so it might take me a couple of pages it might take me just one sentence but I'll come to a point where I'm able to just write everything down without any judgment I'm not Mm -hmm. thinking to myself I'm not going through things in my head because I feel like if I just stay up in my head I'm never going to fully access whatever it is that actually is bothering me. So writing them down and listening to music that bring out parts of me that I have forgotten about. Um, Another thing is I like to cry. I try to get myself to a point where I actually should be crying, you know, because crying is strength and, you know, it's, it's definitely not a weakness and Mm -hmm. it just, it's releasing that stagnant energy that you no longer like to do. Also feeling really grounded, knowing that you're safe. Um, planting your feet outside on the grass and like feeling like you can connect to the soul crystal of the earth and know that you are one with everything and you are ever connected to everything and just not necessarily being all the way up in this headspace is much better mm-hmm. doing anything else than to be up there because then you're just going back and forth on I did this or this happened to me and I'm trying to figure out this. The point is strictly to acknowledge that you feel something. Mm-hmm. To look at it, to feel it, and then investigate, mm-hmm. and then to release it. No, don't attach yourself and don't identify yourself as a as this trauma that you've been through. You're not your trauma. Mm-hmm. You are more than that, mm-hmm. and you can grow from that, and you will grow from that. Yeah, absolutely, you will. That's so. It's just so. I don't even have words. Like I'm, I'm having my own healing process just speaking about it you know Mm -hmm. and I think that this is such it's just so vital and so important that these conversations are had you know and I'm so happy that we can create a space where we can speak about this and people can heal with us through their headphones or through their computer screen and just like all be there for each other like it just makes me feel so good um okay you guys so one thing that I want to say 
is that when we have a lot of trauma, we store it in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So yoga is something that has changed both of our lives. And we will always preach about how important yoga is. But doing specifically yin yoga, and you can look up yin yoga videos on YouTube. Um, Boho Beautiful is my favorite channel to do yoga with. So if you look them up and look up like Boho Beautiful yin yoga, do some of their like really deep tension releasing yoga practices. Holy shit. Let me tell you something. Pigeon pose, Mm -hmm. frog, Mm -hmm. and there's a few other really deep hip releasing postures that you do. And they're they're not too intense. They're kind of gentle, but you sit in that position for three minutes. And oh my gosh, you will feel so many emotions. You'll feel sadness, sometimes anger, sometimes frustration, and you have to just breathe through it. What's happening is you are accessing stagnant energy that you've been storing in your hips or wherever the posture is hitting, and it is bringing to the surface this energy that you haven't dealt with. Mm -hmm. And it is such a beautiful thing that we can access that physically. By doing physical movements, we can access emotional you know, trauma storages and we're able to really sit and and flow with it and process it. So I like to light a candle. I like to put on an incense or burn Palo Santo, get my yoga mat out and be alone. Like I really love to do yin yoga all on my own with my YouTube video and just feel things. There have been times where I've started bawling my eyes out in a yoga pose. I literally will never forget when I was in teacher training for yoga for my first week and I was just learning all of the poses and which poses access different parts of your body and different parts of your parasympathetic nervous system and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I remember getting into pigeon pose for my first time and I could finally fully access my hip because I had like opened myself up and finally stretched for days on end by the end of the week. And so when I sat down on that pose and I was crying in the yoga room and I noticed that all of the other students in the classroom were also experiencing some really deep pain because by the end of the week we got to that pose and it was finally bringing up everything that we have mm, forgotten yeah. about it was it was really beautiful yeah that's um crazy it's a collective thing for it sure is. yeah yeah so do some yoga that is one way that you can really start accessing things and you know tapping into that into that pain point and just feeling brave enough to handle it and i think that it's something that you know, right now, if you're in a position where you're not handling things often or you're kind of used to pushing things away, you have to make a decision with yourself that you are going to do this because you know that you will be much better afterward. Okay. You are, you are robbing yourself from the beauty of life when you let this stuff build in the background. You need to be brave enough to handle the things that are being neglected. So this is one way of doing that. Oh my gosh, my voice cracked. This is your throat chakra. It's okay. <laughs> um, so this is one way of doing that. Now, we notice in our own lives that sometimes when things come up in public settings or at work or whatever, that we start to feel very anxious. Anxiety mm-hmm. is really difficult to deal with, but it is a very common thing. So what is some ways that you handle with that? Because I yeah. think that we both kind of have our own ways of doing it. Anxiety is a bitch. I'll tell you that. Okay. <laughs> I, can we just say that? Like anxiety is the biggest bitch because it'll come so randomly, so suddenly. And it's when, like I said before, it's when we start rep- repressing them and trying to get rid of them and mm-hmm. the, it elevates them and it makes them louder and mm-hmm. it makes them more aware and hyper aware. Like, oh my God, not now, please not now. It's like, no, really just 
feel the bubbling that's happening in your heart because yeah. I know that's happening. And there's a fire that sits here and it starts from your stomach and it rises all the way up and it comes to your throat and it almost makes your face super hot and red. And yeah. it's just a matter of knowing that there's a feeling inside of your body that needs to be acknowledged, looked at, investigated, mm-hmm. and released. Yeah. And the only way that I feel like I can release this is really deep, big belly breaths. Just anything that is allowing my my belly to go outward and inward. And I know that when I'm focusing on that part of my body going in and out, I can feel a sense of smoothness or relaxation that comes over my body. Anything that requires some tapping, like being in your body. And I think that's why we love yoga so much. It's it's just a connection from your mind to your body. It's it's no longer being in your mind, it's being in your body because that's an out-of-body experience to have anxiety. It does it feels like the world is crumbling down on you. But you have to remember like I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm in this space. Nobody's judging me. Nobody's hurting me. I do not need to be in such panic, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you are having anxiety and you have somebody near you that's dear to you and you look at them and be like, hey, I am having a moment right now mm-hmm. and I kind of need help yeah. and this isn't working out and I don't know what to do. That is cool. Like mm-hmm. you can do that and there will be people in your life that will help you get through that. And it's better if you say them out loud so that way somebody else can even validate you like, hey, I see you in your in your worst and I see you in your pain mm-hmm. and I'm validating that for you. And it's OK that you feel that way. Yeah. And then, OK, so what about you? How do you feel like you deal with anxiety? Yeah, um, I deal with anxiety in a few different ways. I feel like more recently I have been not struggling with it as much, thankfully, but my whole life I struggled with it really bad and you know that. Um, Yeah, so more recently I have been taking the elevator from my head to my body Mm -hmm. and that's like the way that I say it to myself. If I notice that I'm thinking too many things or when I enter a public space, I'm like not present and just like keeping my head down when I walk by people or like overthinking, I snap my fingers a little bit and I tell myself, take that elevator from your head back into your body. And I can physically like feel my, my consciousness coming back into my body. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, I'm here right now. And I just look at things around me and I, I smile. Something that helps me is when I'm feeling anxiety in a public setting, I just have to force myself to start smiling, smile and look at things. And look at things and think like how beautiful, like, oh, I love that person's shirt today. Or like, wow, the sky is so blue right now. Or look at these beautiful bushes next. Like I just become so present and I focus on the external things versus internal things, Mm -hmm. you know, because anxiety is very internal. So when you shift your focus and you look outward and you become this, you know, just like the spectator of life, you find that um, you can get control easier and really focusing on your breath. I notice that when I'm starting to feel anxiety, my breaths are very shallow, mm-hmm. very short and not very um, consistent. So by taking those deep belly breaths and really taking time to inhale and exhale and feel the sensations of, you know, the coolness of the inhale and the warmth of the exhale, taking the time with that and and being aware of your senses is a really great way to, you know, combat it and calm it down. Um, Also too, if you are a person that struggles with anxiety chronically and you feel like, uh, this has kind of become part of my identity and my character. Um, first thing, watch our previous video on identity shift because mm-hmm. that is going to be a huge eye-opener for you. But in addition to that, I want you to know from my own experiences that I 
had really bad anxiety for most of my life to the point where I, even in school, just walking around campus and like all the white noise of like everyone around me would make me freak out. I'd like go sit in the bathroom stall by myself and like go like this with my hands over my ears. And um, I actually went to a psychiatrist and got medication and all of that stuff. And I felt in those, at that time of my life, like, wow, I have an imbalance and I'm going to be struggling with this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I felt myself making an agreement with myself that you're an, you're an anxious person who has to take medication for anxiety. So you, you know, oh, I just have anxiety. Oh, I just struggle with anxiety. I could feel that that was becoming a character trait, Mm -hmm. right? As a young girl. And so, yeah, that was something that I definitely carried with me and I, I allowed it to rule my life for a little while. But as I got older and wiser and started handling things on my own and processing, I realized that anxiety is just neglect for your health. Anxiety comes from neglecting your mental health for too long. If you have a lot of things that are building up and building up and you choose to not, you know, pay attention to them, or maybe you just haven't been aware enough to pay attention to them, you will start to struggle with anxiety. But if you want to combat it every day, just do something that helps you heal daily. You should make healing a daily practice for you. You should wake up in the morning and do healing things. You should do healing things in the evening, halfway through the day. If we are making sure that we are healthy, not just physically, but mentally as well, anxiety becomes something that's a lot less frequent. So... Every factor of life has a purpose. And this, this fulfilled a big one for you. Yeah. I know you wouldn't have, I, I mean, I don't know everything, but I know this just made you the most magical person in the world. I know it. I know it to be true. I know it to be true. I'm Fuck. sorry it had to be that hard. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Hey guys, we actually had to take a quick little second break. Um, Why don't you just take a couple deep breaths with us here. Just take a really big inhale and an exhale. Um, Sometimes touching about these topics can be very hard. We're humans. We're here. We're experiencing these things with you. Um, And they can bring something up out of us. and, And we just had to do, we just had to take our own advice. Actually, we had to sit here. We had to take a couple deep breaths, go over what's really been this video is not easy for us to make and these podcasts are always not easy for us to make. We talk about some really raw things that um, need to be discussed about, need to be touched upon, like we've been saying. So at the end of the day, I think what we really want to be able to just share with you and tell you is that you are not alone. And if there are people out there that make you feel like you should live in these things alone and be alone in your traumas and in your insecurities and in your anxiety because you feel like an inconvenience to others, you are so wrong, okay? You can be farther from the truth because even the people that are closest to you that love you may not even know how to react to you or to help you. So seek professional help. Um, And also let people know when they aren't stepping up for you let them know be like hey i notice that when i talk about these things it makes you feel a certain way and i need you to be bigger for me than that i need you to see me for me i need you to be there for me and even if they are not at the capacity to give you advice because they have no advice to give because they have never been through something like that before that's okay ask them to just be an open ear ask them to to just accept whatever it is that's coming out of your mouth and to make zero judgment 
and maybe they just ask for a hug afterwards, you know? That is what you deserve at the least of it. Man, I am crying. <laughs> um, but it's beautiful because we're humans and we have been given the gift of experience and we are going to experience really beautiful, crazy happiness and we're going to experience ugly sadness also. And um I'm just really grateful to feel things in general. Like, mm -hmm. I think that the fact that we can feel anything is such a gift. And I'm shaking a little bit um, just because when I, I – this is just something that happens to me. When I get triggered, I get really, like, shaky. Um, but I still want to show up for myself and for Nadine and for all of you guys because this is some real – this is some real shit. And I am – I'm just I'm just happy to have a platform where we can cultivate healing and love and just to be a group of women who can talk about things and be there for each other. So like you said, you are not alone. We are here for you. We struggle with things too. We are still trying to figure it out, but I think the most important thing is that we're creating this this collective consciousness and this awareness of what is real and i want us to get out of this place that we've been put in where we believe that we need to handle things quietly and alone and that we just have to turn it off mm -hmm. because when you turn things off you are turning off your potential and you're turning off your life force energy and that is what brings beauty into this world so be brave enough to handle the things that are uncomfortable. Be brave enough to talk about things that you don't want to talk about. And just be brave enough to face this shit head on and look in the mirror and cry sometimes because you're a human being and you never know what other people are going through. You never know whether your braveness is going to be the reason why somebody doesn't feel so alone you know yeah. Ani like you being able to just sit here on a mic and explain something that you've been through that was really hard and difficult or things that you know are difficult and hard for me I genuinely believe that if we put this out in the world it would just make it better and people will realize that they don't have to hide anymore yeah. you don't have to hide behind curtains or behind your sadness the world is not picture cutter cookie whatever the fuck saying you wanted to say I don't give a fuck whatever the fuck it's called okay <laughs> And that's for my mom who's listening to me. She doesn't like it when I cuss on this podcast, but fuck, okay? Jeez. <laughs> it cannot, it's not perfect. And neither are you and neither is anybody else in this world that likes to think that they are. You are not. Instagram is not real. TikTok is not real. Nothing is happening in real time other than you experiencing life and its moments mm -hmm. and embrace them and be okay with them and show people who you really are because people are suffering in silence all the time. Yeah. Speak, use your voice. Yeah. And um, thank you for listening to us and for sticking through this podcast. This was definitely a roller coaster of emotions, but the fact that things came up for us while we talked about this is just proof that it is working because when things come up to the surface, that means that whatever it is that you're doing is pulling them up. And that's so important. So yeah, I'm here to validate you. Nadine's here to validate you. Your feelings are real and valid and you are a human being. You are a woman or if you're a man, regardless, you 
are a life force and you have the ability to tap into the pain and turn it into something really beautiful. So don't be set back by your setbacks. As some of you love that I said in one of our episodes, don't be a victim to the things that you've been through. Because though we are victims in a lot of ways in our lives, we can use what we've gone through and make them some of our most valuable strengths. So that's all for me. Most love and light. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys, we're going to cut it off here. Um, If you resonate with any of this or if you have any extensions that you'd like to share or, you know, anything from this conversation that you want to talk to us about. Our DMs are always open at the Inflow Podcast on Instagram. You can also comment on the YouTube video that we post here or submit a official request using the link in our bios um, and just share your story with us. And we we would love to connect with you and share some of this light together. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we love you so much it hurts <laughs> oh i also have some good news to wrap it up right okay. at the end of the night um inflow may have some merch coming in soon that's right <laughs> we may have get like it may be hoodies it may be a hat you can decide Maybe most probably a hoodie though yeah you're gonna die yeah you're totally gonna want one we've already been creating the process and we already like have everything sketched out and ready to go and Ugh. They're the type of hoodies that you can wear to the beach on summer, like around sunset time, and you just wear over your bikini, and they're just a vibe, okay? And they're also the type of hoodie that you wear over your gym clothes when you're hitting legs. Oh, oh my God. They're just so special. And so, yeah, I know that this podcast has been doing so much for a lot of you guys, and we just thought that we would give you a piece that you can wear to make you feel safe. Because I feel like my favorite things, if they have extensions of them, like, you know, some sort of a, a jacket for something that I love or a necklace that makes me feel a certain way when you wear things that have a connection for you that make you feel safe and heard and like yourself they can really really help you in your everyday life so let us give you a hoodie of love yeah that's exactly what it is (laughs) a hoodie of love and you can snuggle up with it and you could listen to our podcast with the hot tea like yeah and take a picture of you in it. Oh my God, how fun. Yeah. So, so that's coming out soon, fairly mm-hmm. soon. I'm really excited about that. Okay, great. So thank you guys again for listening. If you want to follow us, we are at the Inflow Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. If you want to submit an official request for a video, then you can use the link in our bio to do that. If you have anything that you want to say to us, you can DM us, like I said earlier. But we love you so much. We're going to end it because we'll keep talking to you for 25 hours if we don't stop now. So this is on your B. This is Nadine. And we love you so much. We love you so, so much. (laughs) Bye. Bye.